Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Zechariah is not singing about the miraculous son that he and his wife Elizabeth had in their old age. No, John will point literally and physically and prophetically uh, to the Lamb of God who comes to redeem the entire world. That's what he's excited about. The grace of Almighty God. Amen? Amen. So babies are a blessing. Grace is a blessing. Here, here we go. Write this down. Believing in God's plan is a blessing. Oh, God's hand orchestrates every minute detail of the Christmas story to the infinite degree. Go all the way back to Isaiah's prophecy 700 years earlier. Go back to Malachi's prophecy. We looked at that last week 400 years earlier. Go look at every prophecy in the Old Testament about the coming of the Messiah. And every single prophecy was fulfilled to the umpteenth degree as you read Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 2. God's hand is in every detail. After all, this is His plan. And the sweetest, most tender moment in the history of the world is when the angel tells a little 12, 13, 14-year-old girl, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary, yes, you better sit down. And the angel says, I I know you're just a little girl in a little town, in a little country, with little possessions, and probably little dreams. But Mary, I want you to know that there's a big God with big plans And in a miraculous way, God in heaven has chosen to bless you and to use you. God has a grand scheme to save the entire world. And Mary, He needs your help. It's very interesting as I've read through this many times in the last couple of weeks. I don't really see Mary alarmed by the angel's presence you remember last weekend when the same gabriel showed up to zechariah the bible says that zechariah looked over at angel gabriel and the bible uses this phrase that zechariah was gripped with fear do you remember that last week i don't see mary being gripped with fear she's not alarmed by the angel she is wondering 
Why is the angel here and why is the angel talking to me? In verse 29. But verse 30, the angel says, Mary, before I tell you all the details of this, I just, I just want you to hear these words one more time. There's no need for you to be alarmed. Now, again, she's not scared at the size of the angel. She's saying to Mary, you don't need to be alarmed by what I'm getting ready to say to you. Because you have found favor with the Lord. Verse 31, you, even though you have never even been with a man. In fact, Mary, you probably have never even kissed a man before. You will be found with child. And you'll give birth to a son. No sonogram needed. No gender reveal party is going to be necessary. (laughs) And you're not going to have to buy one of those books with all the baby names trying to figure out what to be the baby's name. We've already named him. Here's what you're to give him. You're to give him the name Jesus. And then in verse 32, the angel describes to Mary what her son's going to be like. You know, when you have a child, you really don't know how that child's going to turn out. I mean, you have good grand plans. But a lot of times that child does not turn out quite what you thought it was going to be. But in this case, the angel says to Mary, Mary, your son Jesus, he's going to be great. And he was. And he's going to be called the son of the Most High. And he was. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he did. And in verse 33, he, Jesus, will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, your son Jesus, his kingdom will never end. And as you read through this, you notice Mary, she doesn't flinch on hearing the size and the scope of God's plan. Now she wonders, how's all this going to happen since I'm a virgin? She's up for the plan. She just doesn't understand how God's going to pull this plan off. And in verse 35, the angel answers, oh Mary, I can answer this question. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of an Almighty God is going to come upon you. And the power of the Most High God will overshadow you so the Holy One that will be born will be called the Son of God. Does that give anybody goosebumps? Two questions. Question number one, what was God doing here? What is he doing exactly? Well, in the simplest terms, he, God, was entering into human history. God was entering into the human flesh as an infant. The child was to be born of a woman, which means that he would be fully human. And at the exact same time, 
He also would be born of God. He would be fully divine. And so at the moment of conception, Jesus would be fully human and fully God. Now, too often, and I saw it here today when I read it through the very first time, and I got to that part, well, how can this be since I'm a virgin? We all get up on this virgin birth. We get, we get lost on the virgin birth. We, we just don't think the virgin birth thing is possible. And, uh, and the reason we don't think it's possible is because that's not natural for all of us. But I would suggest to you today that the real miracle is not the virgin birth. The real miracle is that God, the divine, is entering into our plane of existence and begins as an infant. God himself stooping, lowering himself and entering our lives at the most basic and primitive human level and embryo implanted in Mary's uterus. That is the miracle. The miracle of the virgin birth rests upon the mystery of the incarnation. The greater miracle by far is the mystery that God took on human flesh. And at that moment of conception where God brought forth life in her womb, it was equivalent to what He did when His Spirit was hovering over the darkness at creation, when He spoke life and created the universe into existence. Yes, it was equivalent to that. But it was an even greater miracle than creation because when His Spirit impregnated Mary, yes, It was a new creation was beginning, but the first time he was creating a place called earth for us to live, this time his spirit is creating life so that one day we can go with him and live in heaven. So the question of how a virgin could give birth is hardly worth asking. The real question is how and why would God desire to walk among us in the first place? And the answer, of course, is to save us, to redeem us, to forgive us, to adopt us, to claim us, and to bring us into His family so that we can go and live with Him for all of eternity. The second question is, why was Mary chosen? Why her? Well, I could talk on that all day. I will tell you that whenever a university wants to pick a new president or a company wants to find a new CEO or a church wants to find a new pastor, they form what's called a search committee. And search committee, the very first, they do two things. A search committee does two things. Search committee, number one, they come up with a list of qualifications of, 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 of all the things necessary uh, to get the job done. And that's all they do, a search committee. They, they come up with a list of qualifications. And then the second thing they do 
they searched the world over trying to find someone who can possibly match all those qualifications. That's exactly what God did. He was entering this world, human history. He was going to come to save the entire world. He wanted to experience and live life where he would be tempted in all ways like you and I are tempted, except he would not yield to any of those temptations. He was going to live a sinless life so he could eventually go to the cross and be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And so he has to come up with a job description of who he wants to raise him here on this earth. And so God comes up with this list of qualifications. Well, certainly at the top of the list of qualifications, whoever this person is going to be has to be pure. Because he is pure. And certainly he's got to find someone who's going to be faithful. And he's got to find someone who's a servant. And he's got to find someone who's humble. Because you can't be standing in the car line at school going, yeah, my son, he's the son of God. But most important, he's got to find someone who's receptive to this plan. Someone who will go along with the plan. Someone who will believe in God's plan. You see, raising Jesus is more than just changing some diapers and raising a kid. It's being a part of a plan of Almighty God to redeem the entire world. He had to find someone who was willing to go along with that plan. So he comes up with a list of qualifications. He searches the world over, and there she is. He finds her, a teenager, living outside of Galilee in a little tiny town. And he sends the angel Gabriel to tell her that she's going to give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus. That he will be the Savior of the world. That your child will be called the Son of a living God. Mary wonders how all this is possible. But notice verse 34. I won't put it on the screen, but it says, The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And I just want you to notice again that nowhere in here does Mary ever argue with what the plan is going to be. She didn't understand simply because she'd never been with a man. And when you know, you know. The angel then tells Mary, just in case you have any doubt, Mary, to what I'm telling you. I know you're wondering how this is possible. If you have any doubt in God's ability to do this. You need to go see your relative, Elizabeth. He says in verse 36, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And what does Mary say? I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I really believe the angel was saying to Mary, Mary, I know you're wondering how this can be. If you don't really believe that miracles are possible today, if you don't really believe that God has this divine plan and that He wants you to be a part of it and 
Mary, if you do not believe that supernatural occurrences happen today, you need to go visit your relative Elizabeth. She is six months pregnant. Aunt Liz is pregnant. It's not possible. She's almost 80 years old. Not possible. That's why when the angel leaves, I read that to you earlier. Mary, she hurries up into the hill country to see her aunt. She walks through the door. Elizabeth! Elizabeth comes in. She's six months pregnant. She's in her third trimester. You can't hide third trimester. Oh, you can hide first trimester, but you can't hide third trimester. And Mary looks. And sees her aged aunt. With a baby growing inside of her belly. And Mary knows that all things are possible with God. I, 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 I just want to ask you a question. When you look at the details of this story, last week and this week and next week, the 80 verses in chapter 1, the 52 verses in Luke chapter 2, and you see how God's hand was interwoven in this story. Zechariah being chosen out of thousands of priests. Elizabeth having a baby in her old age. The Gabriel going to both Zechariah, Joseph, and Mary. And Elizabeth and Mary, somehow they were, they were related to one another. And right at the perfect timing when God was trying to tell a young girl that her child would be the Son of God. Go see your Aunt Elizabeth as she walks in and sees that baby at the perfect time, six months, where she could actually see. Is there anything in this story, is there any detail of this story that would cause you to want to praise God and worship God and love God? Is there anything in this story that would cause you to want to have that same grace upon your life and upon your family? Is there anything in this story that would cause you and lead you to want to name Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior and have your sins washed away so that you can have the joy of the blessing of God upon your life? Do you desire to have the Holy Spirit of God overshadow your life and is there anyone here today who will say it seems like everything God asked me to do I'm always just fighting with God is there anyone here like Mary who will simply say God I, I might not understand how you're going to do this but I'm here Whatever you want, whenever you want, I'm receptive to your plan for my life and for life of those around us.
Let's stand and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. But I will tell you. I've, I've been crying all week reading that story. You just turn off the TV and the social media stuff and just open up the Word and really study what's going on there and realize that everything you're reading from 2,000 years ago is for you. Let's pray. Father, the grace of God that gives us the knowledge of salvation, the pathway of peace enabling us to live without fear and the forgiveness of our sins that is where the blessing comes from from your hand the tender mercies of God God, I pray if there's anyone here today that is not a Christian, that Jesus is not their Lord, not their Savior, that they would come today and walk through these doors over here by the baptistry and just simply say, God, whatever you want through my life, I'm here, I'm yours, I'm available. We love you, God. We honor you. We praise you. We worship you. May your blessing fall upon every man, woman, boy, and girl who's here today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and thank you all. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach, liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, 
one thing, rediscover a simpler faith in our complicated world. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley.